folks, welcome back to another episode of your favorite paranormal podcast in the whole galaxy. That is mostly ghostly, of course. We're very happy to be back with y'all. And uh, we got some great guests with us this evening. But before we pop into them, Ray, how you doing? Not bad. How about you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Just had some food and I should be good for a little bit. We'll be hibernating soon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, the great Cynthia Whitney. How you doing? Hey, happy to be here. Spooky stuff. They say you're like the third leg to the show, <laughs> crying out loud. Uh, always a pleasure, you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody hey. needs to go to our Facebook page, Mostly Ghostly, and like it. Hit the like. Hit the likes multiple times. Thank you. You yeah. know, and tell all your family, friends, foes. Everybody, maybe they won't be your foes anymore if you share mostly ghostly with them. You know what I mean? Depends. Now, the the last time we had Sydney Lou on the show, you know, she brought up a new 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 hot team on the paranormal scene. You know <laughs> I mean? um, the OPP, you know what I mean? Other people's paranormal. And uh, I know you've been going to some haunts with them lately, but you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, we've done you one better than going to a haunt. We got them on the Mostly Ghostly show this evening. Yay! Angela and Shannon, how y'all doing? Doing great. Thank you for having us. Anytime. Anytime. You guys come with, you know, heavily well-regarded, you know what I mean? That's awesome. Yes. So uh, she's pretty awesome too. She helps us out a lot. Cindy Lou's the best. We could do a whole episode on how great Cindy Lou is. She's the best. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. You know, but we got to get into darker subjects. Unfortunately, this evening, like <laughs> hauntings and such. Um, you know what I mean? So we usually like to kick it off. Uh, you know, we got Angela. We got Shannon. Should should I address it? Anybody first? Is there anybody that's been? I guess. You guys are both like the creators of OPP type deal. Um, well, I, yeah, we're, we're all equal. Yeah, I like that. Equality is nice. I, I met Shannon in the basement uh, of the Lizzie Borden <laughs> yes. house. Lizzie yeah. Borden introduced and then, yeah. and then we, we rolled on uh, in with Angela to SK Pierce Mansion soon after. And uh, they've just been stuck. I can't, <laughs> can't see myself hunting ghosts with anybody else. <laughs> right? It feels good. That's a good deal. Well, at the Ghost of the Show, we like to get into, like, you know, where the paranormal came into folks' lives. You know, Angela, we'll start with you because A is the first letter in the alphabet. You know what I mean? Uh, I always get screwed with that. Well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll return. <laughs> well, we'll we'll go back in time. We'll flip it. We'll vortex <laughs> it out. Um, so, like, where did, where did the paranormal, like, first come into play in your life? You know, let's hear a little bit about that. Um, you know, it came into my life because my dad was really into it and he shared his love, uh, for the paranormal with me. Mm. Um, I think he was constantly kind of searching for an answer as we all are to what happens when we're gone. Um, so he was on this ever quest and saw that I was interested. So he brought me along with him. It's like, it's the biggest question of all time. You know what I mean? Exactly. And nobody knows to you go. That's the crazy part about it. You know, right. That, but we, we hear a lot of that family getting it in. You know what I mean? Like me, like I had, 
I had an aunt that was really into kind of the, the, the paranormal and some of the occult stuff, but the other, and my grandfather, I should say, he passed when I was in my teens, but like, I know that he, he got sick and I know like in his, his, like in, in, in the last, the dwindling time, I know he was looking into like every religion to try and make sure, you know, he covered his tracks to make sure, you know what I mean? Just yeah. in case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess he had some real dark ones too. I got to look. He, he has some crazy. They, they, he's got books. He's got books and writings that family members aren't allowed to see because it's so dark. You know what Ooh. I mean? Ooh. <laughs> Those are the ones you want to see. Yeah, exactly. I've been trying to get my hands on them for years. Yeah. <laughs> It'll open up a, a, a vortex and suck in the world. But, you know, yeah, I, you know, the family deal is uh, always a thing, you know, definitely that, you know, it's a re- something you can you can relate to it over like very, you know, it's super interesting. I think anybody out there, whether you believe in ghosts or not. You got to at least admit that the whole thing's very interesting. You know what I mean? Agreed. Mm-hmm. Shannon, how did uh, paranormal enter your life? Well, um, well, I was really always into scaring people when I was a pain in the ass kid. Yeah. But um, it was when my dad died. Um, I had an experience of my own when my father died, and it was just overwhelming. Um, I swear he was with me. I felt him physically touch me um, and it intrigued me because I wanted to talk to him again, you know? Um, So I looked into, I started researching the paranormal and and I I just became completely um, enthralled with what happens? How can I communicate again? You know, just the questions. I was 17 years old, 18 years old. I, I needed answers, you know, but, um, it just kept kept intriguing me over and over and over again. And then I had another experience when my mom passed away that was unquestionable. I, I, there's no exp- explanation as to why these things would have happened in the normal realm. Um, so, but I've always, I just became really, really interested in it. And I started watching it. I started reading it. I started loving it. And here I am. Do you mind if I ask what the experiences were? Not at all. Not at all. I'm glad to tell you. Like I said, I was um, I was 18 years old. <clears throat> My dad passed away. Uh, he had cancer. It was very short lived. It was he was in the hospital for 17 days. 14th day, he was told he had cancer, and the 17th day, he died. He was supposed to come home. So it all happened real, 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 real fast. So, um, and I was going through a very confusing period in my life about my own person and who I am and who I want to be. And he never knew a lot of the things about me because I was still trying to figure things out. So I went to the graveyard one day and I, he was a mechanic and I got and had gotten a new car. So I went to, you know, show him my, my new car, beautiful car, um, and I was so frustrated. I was so angry. And I was like, I just want to tell you these things. And so I'm going to just say them here now. I'm the only person in the graveyard. I'm just going to say them out loud. So I said the things that I needed to say. And I was just so overwhelmed with emotion, everything. And I leaned against the headstone. And I put my face in my hands. 
And I said, I wish I could just give you one final hug. I just want one more hug. I just need it. I need you to, I need to know that you're hearing me. I need a, I need some sort of sign. I put my head down like and my face in my hands and I felt this breeze like it was cold and he, he died in July and it was probably end of August. So it's warm. And this cold breeze came and I looked up and it was almost like a wind. No trees were moving. And I looked up, what is going on? And I felt his hand on my shoulder and I whipped around really fast. Nobody was there. And I felt automatic, automatic. I felt that calming feeling. Mm. And that's when I just knew I had to talk to him again. Beautiful. I like that. Yeah. It was, it was a moment. It was, it was my sign to know that he was okay. Yeah. That's what I took it as. Same type of thing happened with my mom when my mom passed away. It was seven years later. I had literally, yeah, right, everybody who's listening is going to laugh at me or make fun of me or whatever, but I love Barry Manilow. Yeah. I have <laughs> a love for him that is just, I just love him. Anyway, it's because of my mom that I love Barry Manilow. She brought me to meet him. She, you know, all of these things that we shared together with Barry. We went for rides in the car just listening to Barry Manilow. Yeah. I know. Go ahead. Ah, I've heard him all. The man, dude. I get down there. <laughs> I don't um, get down with Engelberg, Hunkberg. No, no, <laughs> not guy. my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, <laughs> we went out. My wife Lori, um, now wife Lori, she was. I was dating her. Um, took me out to dinner with my sister and her husband, um, my sister Shelby and her husband Jeff. We went to this really fancy restaurant in Boston. Blah 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 blah. And this waiter, this waiter came over and got gave me my dessert. And Lori knew that I would get anything that's chocolate on the on the menu. And she put a diamond ring in the dessert. Very cool. And I didn't, see it. I didn't, I didn't see it at first. So <laughs> the waiter's like, and it was a gay restaurant, so the waiter's like, this is the most beautiful dessert I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, yeah, it's gorgeous, right? It's gorgeous. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm going to eat it. Okay. Um, he's like, no, this is the most beautiful dessert. He said it probably four times. I'm like, all right, dude, I, I want to eat. You know, it's great. It's beautiful. Thanks. I look down, I see the diamond and I scream and not scream, like cry. And Laurie's down on one knee next to me. And all of a sudden, you know, like the music you hear in an elevator. Yeah. Well, that was like somebody took a needle on a vinyl record and went, Zhit! And the song I Made It Through the Rain by Mary, Barry Manilow came on. Oh, shit. And like that. that was my sign that my mother made it to my dad. That was my sign for him. There's another sign. Yep. Oh, there's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a great story. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what got me, to answer your question, that's what got me into the paranormal. I dig the signs. I was talking to the family. I we our family recently lost our patriarch, my nano, recently, and I had this weird, like the the first like the first day I, I went to work after the deal. I was at work and I was listening to the radio, 
and I was listening to like underground hip hop, right? So it's just yeah. like all oh, this, all this underground hip hop music, and then out of nowhere, um, the Pretenders. It was on shut. It was like on you know like <laughs> if you do yeah. Spotify, it's like the deal. Yeah. So like I was listening to that, and then uh, I'll I'll stand by you by the Pretenders <sighs> came on, like out of nowhere. And then they put that, it played. And, and like, I, I went and listened to the lyrics. Like, after I had to go, I picked it up on YouTube and like listened to it. And it was like, woo, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, right after that song, it went right back to like hip hop. And then it didn't play another That's song. The That's the awesome. whole night. It was all that art. It was an artist. It was, it was Zarface for anybody out there that knows underground hip hop. But it was like his, his like Spotify. And it was all their songs. And then that one song that wasn't that. And then more of that. It was crazy. That's has awesome. Any, has anybody else here ever had a weird situation like that? Or I shouldn't say weird, but like a cool situation like that? I just heard mine. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Me and Shannon share it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Ray's vibing. I'm loving it. It's doing it big. But the, yeah. No, I'm I'm just listening here. I'm enjoying. Right. I'm a good man, <laughs> Haven, Angela. When you, I know you and your father were were both hip to getting into the paranormal stuff together. Did you guys start investigating together, or was it just discussions? And you know how 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 did how did kind of come about uh, as a bonding type thing, so to speak? Um. So we used to. He used to read me a lot of stories. Um, so Edgar Allan Poe was like a huge one for us. Um, we would watch unsolved mysteries and like any of the, you know, X-Files, yeah, you know, yeah. all of the quintessential there. <laughs> um, but honestly, <laughs> I think my dad was probably too scared to do any. In- <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fantastic. Yeah. He did go to Gettysburg once and he has like audio of like, like weird sounds in Gettysburg. Uh, but that's probably the closest he ever got to um, doing any investigations. It's, I like how you brought the TV because yeah, like TV, it's, it's like, like people like horror television, horror movies and stuff. They're always very, you know, they're very cool to get into the very open-minded about the paranormal stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, I like how there's gateways. You guys think that these, uh, you see some ghostly shows, you know, movies is to kind of make people uh, more open to it or more, what do you think? Just entertainment value. Well, I I think it's both really. Um, I think there's stuff done for entertainment. Certainly it's, it's a TV show. And, but I do think that some of the stuff and some of the, excuse me, some of the teams that are out there have some valid experiences. Um, But some of them don't and they just make it up for TV or they use props or they try to get the ratings, blah, blah, blah. But I think that it's more mainstream now than it ever used to be. And I, I think I think that attracts more people in a younger generation as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it opens the door for a conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe without TV. Would I, th- be I, think, a more... 
society seems a lot more spiritual now to to the degree of like um more than god in a way like there'll be people that won't believe you know you know what i mean like how yeah. it's very uncool to almost say you're you believe in god you know what i mean type deal but yeah. it's not uncool to be spiritual so to speak but it's all kind of goes hand in hand yeah agreed so, so yeah i know shannon you, you you were having you were having like um you were failing things and getting things for a bit uh but angela went do you remember the first time like actual like you got a failing or you were you know something like that um so a lot of you know a lot of this um investigation to fruition involved my father passing um so desperately wanting to contact him because i just felt like our relationship wasn't over um and one of the like within a week or so of him passing I had gone to visit his gravestone and I brought my daughter who was a year and a half at that point um you know and it was fresh it was new and I was just so upset so I'm just sitting there crying but trying to be happy for her you know because she didn't really understand and she points to the (laughs) woods and starts waving Mm -hmm. like really like excited like she knew somebody and I'm like this is bizarre there's nothing in the woods nothing beyond the woods like what do you see and she says (laughs) I see no no oh well where is he and she pointed straight to him you know, to where she thought he was. And she was adamant. Like she kept, she, I couldn't get her away from that spot. Yeah. And it just triggered a, well, maybe he is here. Cause you know, <laughs> in, in the beginning, I struggled a lot with where did he go? <laughs> this person yeah. who was such a big part of my life, the idea of him just shutting down and being gone was not okay with me. So I was looking for a sign of some sort, like, and not, not getting it, you know, until that moment. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. I finally, (laughs) thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, now before you guys teamed up, did you guys start to do your own investigating or how'd you guys kind of come about <laughs> like group up? This is kind of a funny story. I um, <laughs> my wife, Lori, who I spoke of, um, she has a lot of hobbies and include expensive hobbies, including boats and motorcycles, and hunting and <laughs> Lori's guns awesome. and all of the things, right? Living so, the best life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I was told that I need to find a hobby. And I said, Well, you asked for it. Mm. Because this is what I'm picking. <laughs> so I, I um I contacted a group of ladies who had the same similar interests, Angela being the first one. Um, 
And I said, hey, let's do this. I met this girl at Lizzie Borden's in the basement. She was pretty <laughs> cool. I had a really good time and I want to do it again. And I've researched and I found out places and we booked. I dig it. So that was it. So Cindy, you were there for, you were like right there for this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, they have a team member named Kim and, and we're in the, the, of the Lizzie <laughs> Borden and um, I, I think you guys refreshed my memory. She got touched and she booked it up the stairs and I said, no, oh, these are no, that people. No. That was Lori. <laughs> Oh, okay, so she's booking that out was there. me. Like, oh, right here. Hey, girl. Nope, out. I had fire on my feet. <laughs> I dig. I thought, yeah, I, I thought you guys, I thought you met up with them and, and they were already a formed deal. OPP no, 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 they were just just randomly in the basement of the, the Lizzie Board and I had the same night <laughs> with me. And, and again, you can stay in that in that cozy romantic spot there. I'm going to give them a little plug over there for their little that, uh, they were so, that they have going on. Weren't they selling <laughs> like bloody axes or something like that there? Yes. Now, what you, yes. what are your ladies what are your ladies take on that? Don't you think that's a little disrespectful to uh, the folks? Yeah, even supposedly the folks that died there weren't good people, supposedly, but yeah, a little disrespectful to the to the ones that are, you know is probably still in that house watching you make fun of them. What do you think? <laughs> that brings up the entertainment value. That's what they're trying to make money. Yeah, I guess so. It's horrifying no. though. They're more. I feel, I feel like those souls are probably even more tortured by the fact that. That tormented night and day, well day. I mean night rather, right? It's, just, it's a nighttime deal. Uh, all day. <laughs> they do. <laughs> goodness, they yeah, get they no break. Night tours, <laughs> stay over. There should be a union for the paranormal. Unfortunately, right. those those ghosts <laughs> put them to work. Yeah, and they got the. I believe they have like the couch. There's a couch that one of them was hacked up on. Is like reupholstered <laughs> or something like that. It's like the actual yes. couch, but mm-hmm. they cleaned it up or something. They claim for it to be the actual couch. There is no way it's the actual couch. Excuse me, I just spilled my water. No worries. And I'm sure people lay down on that couch and do the ah, do the I'm dead face and take pictures. And of course. What a complete mockery yeah. of these poor spirits. I yeah. feel so bad for them. Yeah. After, they, after they buy the bloody axe and have it over somebody else's head. I've seen while the they're laying axe, on the yeah. couch. I've seen one of them in rotation in the in, in, in the real world. Somebody holding up their bloody axe they got from Lizzie Borden House. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but money needs to be made. I guess it costs money to keep the doors open and the heat on over there. So <laughs> exploit their ghosts a little bit. No biggie. No biggie. Yeah, and that's it's definitely something to be said about all of this. Is you know a lot of these places aren't they're yeah. not making money um, any other way. So. Yeah. You know, the entertainment value, I think there's a fine line of disrespect and respect. But like, you know, a lot of these places are just trying to keep the doors open to share the history. No, I I, I can't. (laughs) It's true, though. You know, I mean, they they really don't. When they're when that's what they're there for, they're really not doing really much else. And if you want them to stick around and keep their lights on, you know what I mean? They got to be doing something. Right. Right. No. Exactly. Exactly. Now, because I believe Cindy said something about like uh, they were bad. Pe- they were the like Lizzie was uh, framed or something like that, right? You had a feeling like she was framed or something. I think that there was a lot of um, 
speculation as to what happened. I got a lot of great evidence on my phone. Um, I got a lot of great photography of certain mists in the air that were not explainable. Um, and um, I definitely, it was the first time where I, I was really in using the rods and getting a hold of the rods and understanding and learning how to use them and stuff. And, and I had a couple moments where um, it, they, they were really indicating um, I was like, you know, standing in where possibly a pool of blood was, mm. um, which was confirmed, um, at, uh, you know, later on by the caretakers there. Um, and so, you know, Lizzie, it, it, it is a little bit unfortunate that they, they, that some people like hype things up. Um, but yeah. if you if you go there, um, there there's still I do believe it's an active it's an active location. I do believe Lizzie's there, and um, and I think she has a lot to say about um, her name, uh, you know, being cleared, um, you know, uh, right off the bat. So and then and then of course we went to SK Pierce Mansion was our next stop, and um, and there um, you know different kinds of profound things happened there was like this doll what was his name mortimer maybe was it oh, God. i don't like mortimer yeah <laughs> i don't like that name that name yeah. crazy. It's, yeah yeah mortimer the the doll uh he went a fly in and, and he's really cool marion uh is the caretaker over there and she's really awesome she um is that's a, yeah that's a gorgeous uh, and that's part of this too is um i really enjoyed uh at the, all the different locations that we've gone to meeting the caretakers. Like I had mentioned last night, Warner uh, Paranormal Preservation, how great is it that these people are out there, um, you know, uh, essentially volunteering their time uh, to hold on to these buildings and hold on to these uh, precious uh, moments in history um, that are clearly active. Uh, you know, uh, we were touching last night on, you know, the other shows uh, and today, you know, the other shows and, and, and what they're portraying. And I, I was saying, you know, I think that we get more evidence. Like, I, I mean, I watch a show and they get little bits of things and, and then yeah. I come out of our investigations and we get tons of stuff. Like it's, once it starts, it's, 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 and it's consistent. And I don't think any of us are expecting anything either. I think we're all really patient. The OPP uh, team has really great people on it that are professional, um, you know, as far as like asking the right questions and being patient and having different options for the spirits to uh, interact. But I mean, we've had some mind blowing moments mind where blowing. without a doubt, without a doubt that there is something uh, paranormal and something going on um, that we can't explain. And we, we actively try to debunk it. And and I think it's amazing. And I, and I, you know, what Ray said last night about, you know, uh, the ghost getting to know you, um, I think Shannon uh, has a great repertoire with these spirits. I feel like every <laughs> every place that we're going into, um, they can sense that her heart's made of gold and her and, and the intentions are good. And, and that's really why oh, I think they get such you. great evidence. Thank you very much. Usually got to be careful of a heart made of gold. It's usually a health well, issue. But it's not that. They like, <laughs> you know, tissues and human tissue and stuff like that. You know, cartilage <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I dig the the Lizzie Borden deal. So, what was the like the craziest thing you thought you guys seen at Lizzie Borden before we move into uh, Emory and stuff? That would be um, probably Lori running up the stairs. To tell you the honest to God truth, because I got on my my uh, my spirit box. Hmm. I was in an opposite end of the basement, and Lori was at the bottom of the stairs with Kim, and she was they were kind of sticking together because they were nervous and scared and whatnot. 
<laughs> and I got on my spirit box. She ran away. I'm like, what? So I lo- I went yep. to look for Lori, and they came running to me saying, um, Lori just got touched, and she ran outside. You better go check on her. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm just getting good. Um, <laughs> but that was probably the most profound experience there at the Lizzie Borden house. They just, every place that we go after that just keeps escalating to be better and better and better. You know, the, the Lizzie Borden thing, when you brought up her being there, because she never died there, right? No. I know on the show before we had, like in the first season we talked about um Ray got me hip to this but like if if you have enough energy in a place it can suck you back which is what I assume with the Lizzie Borden thing and uh when I first heard that it kind of blew my mind cuz I just assumed wherever you wherever you dropped is where you stayed so to speak you know what I mean yeah. in, in like a ghostly realm if mm-hmm. you know what I mean but um yeah yeah so you guys are you guys subscribe to that. You can be sucked right back into that energy deal if it's like that oh. much a part of your life. I think, like Cindy said, Lizzie has a lot to say. Yeah. I think that she wants to clear her name somehow or give more information to what actually happened. But I don't think they stay in one place. I don't think you have to stay in one place. Right. It's very interesting because you'll see like there's so there's like no rules to it. That's the crazy right. thing. Like you'll see somebody that every the anniversary of whatever they're there, you know what I mean. But then others can float around, and it's a weird. It's it's very interesting. I, it's always good stuff. Ray, what yeah. do you think over there? <laughs> That's a uh, you, you've got a you got a variety of reasons. A lot of times it's the attachment the ghost may have had, the yeah. spirit may have had to the place. If it's where they grew up and uh, they loved it and then dying, uh, they just held on to that place. And in Lizzie's case, she didn't love the, didn't she not like home? Wasn't home like bad for her? I believe so. I don't know the details, but with her, it could be, uh, there's a lot of emotion there. And like you were saying, she wants to clear that up and she's Mm -hmm. using that energy and going back there to try and get somebody who can tell her side of the story. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent agree with that. I support that. Yeah. It, was there any? Did you guys see blood? Was there, in the Lizzie Borden house? Isn't there? I know you said that you you were in a puddle of blood, like in the spiritual. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I had I had the rods going and stuff, they indicated um, there was there was blood and uh, thought that I was standing in a puddle of blood, and then the caretakers confirmed that the blood had leaked from the, the upstairs where the mother was killed stepmother excuse me uh was killed had leaked through the floor Yikes. uh into where i was standing um so and i i got a lot of great uh footage of uh orbs flying around uh that room i think there's also a photo where we take a picture and you can see her image inside the mirror like you can see her little side bang and her body and, and stuff and, and we'll post them up on the mostly ghostly page uh, so everybody can check out the different locations and all the Very evidence cool. that we got what eventually yeah. what eventually got her do you know with, with passing did she and did she have like a full life or did she kind of go young do you know any of those well, i know i know she like inherited all the money she oh, she, she died relatively wealthy yeah, yeah she was Very wealthy. everybody else was dead she was very wealthy um and so uh, things were rough for her, um, but in the end, she made out pretty good. She she outlived them all, and uh, and she 
she lived a very comfortable life at the end. That's for yes, sure. and she also donated a lot of the money to the town of Fall River, mm-hmm. um, to the animals, animal shelters, and a, a lot of money to the Fall River town, town of Fall River. Yeah, she knew. I wish she really knew about- nice for an axe murderer. Right. Oh, I wish you knew about our Patreon page for crying out loud. Dang. So, the Emery. The Emery. The Emery. Was that the second place you guys hit up, or was is no, no? We did did SK Pierce, then we did USS Salem. Yes, yes. Um, and then and then of course, good old Hearts of Hall with uh, Mr. Booten. You know, bringing up the SS Salem on the show before, we've talked about like uh, water. You know what I mean, and like how it's almost like a, being a conductor, a conductor, and almost you know, so many people have died in the water. It's like, do you think that like water is haunted in a way? Like, do you think that the, the because it's it's almost like you'd think it would be almost <clears throat> hard to escape. You know what I mean for a spirit once you're in it because it's 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 its own. Water is such a weird thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's solid, but you can go through it, but sometimes you can't go through it, you know what I mean? I think it would it would almost, like, harness, keep things come in there, you know what I mean? What do you guys think about something like that? Angela? Um, I don't, you know, I, I honestly and, haven't thought it to it. You can also <laughs> add emotion to it, too, like, scared, like, yeah. if people in the water drowning... If yeah. they're in there, sharks are getting them, the worry, the mm-hmm. fear that would go into the energy and the aura around them. Yeah. Water can hold memory. I it's think proven yeah, that I th- it holds memory. Yeah. I think water holds a lot of dark stuff more than just the dark, murky water. Yeah. It is, you know what I mean? All the people that get dumped <laughs> in the water, you know yeah. what I mean? Mafia style, yeah. you know, cement shoes and such. <laughs> and they can say people think there's aliens under the water, you know, you go deep enough. <laughs> we, we don't know what's really down there. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after SKP, well, before Hartstuff Hall was the first. Let's see. Actually, SK Pierce was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Hall is. Um, we we can take them one at a time. Okay. SK Pierce was the first one. <laughs> SK Pierce was the first one. That should be my podcasting name. That's a good name. <laughs> so Mr. Pierce was a Freemason. We yeah. get down with the Freemasons here. Yeah, yeah, the no old beef. Freemason house. Freemason. Yeah, it, but it wasn't a lodge. It wasn't a lodge room. It's where they, they stayed. Like, it was their house that they lived in. Yeah. means it's better. It's got secret rooms in the basement. That's what that Oh, means. that basement. <laughs> basement. Oh, yeah, the basement with the well. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. The second, of- time, the second time we went to SK Pierce, one of... Nobody would go in the basement with me, but just a few people did end up going with me. And one of our team, Donna, got scratched. Yeah. Got scratched on her back in the basement. And um, I told her that I was doing the Estes method. And I just said, I'm right behind you. And then she got scratched. Hmm. It was crazy. It was crazy. That is crazy. You guys and then have- the rest of the team decided to pull a prank on me and put Mortimer at the top of the stairs. <laughs> no, let's not do that. You guys ever get scared? 
when, when you when you like witness something like that, does that ever like shake you or anything like that? Yeah, some people sure. get get scared. <laughs> it's pretty close. Like them being able to scratch you is pretty close to them being able to kill you. I feel you know what I mean. It's a weird yeah. Thing. We got a photo of it. We got a photo of this black mass. We actually have a photo. Or trip people up. You know what I mean? Maybe people fall down, fall down the stairs or something. Like there's a lot it's of ways. There's a lot of ways they could like get you if they wanted to <clears throat> take your energy. It's all about energy, I guess. Like whenever they, they like the, you know, feeling the to being alive again, getting that you know living energy. Yep. We all have. Um, there's one thing I do want to add about the group. Um, we all have our roles. We we everybody does something. And there's eight people. We have eight women. And I think that's pretty cool that it's a, a team full of eight women doing all of this investigation and going to these places and just oh, yeah. having the time of our life. Pairing it up, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, everybody has their roles. Um, Angela does the live audio. I, for some reason, somehow, some way, got the Estes method. I just put myself... Huh? <laughs> Because you're amazing at it. The Estes method, is that just opening yourself up for things to speak through type deal? or Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I do put myself into what I like to call a meditative state. And I just just hear things and I say them. Um, Donna does this, the, the dowsing rods and she's fantastic at asking questions. Um. We we all have our own roles that we all play in photographs and all that stuff, which I, I, I wanted to throw out there only because there's six other people in here in this group. And I just wanted to give them, you know, shout out or whatever. But um, yeah. we we work so good together. It just happened. It, it's just it works. It which is great. It came about. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way for anything to kind of come about. You force anything and it's, you're forcing it because I don't want to be there. You know what I mean? Right. And it sounds like, it feels like a job at that point. Nobody yeah. wants that. No. Especially when you're up in pain. Nobody wants that shit. <laughs> um, Cindy I mean, seems that, to think we should be. Everybody should be paid. <laughs> now, d- dousing rods. I know we are, we always, this show, the beauty of this show is I'm always hearing people tell me they hear it for the first time all the time. So for the dousing rods real quick, can you just kind of fill people in at home exactly what, what that's like measuring? You know what I mean? You ask the questions and then it kind of almost like, almost the degree of the Ouija board deal of the moving hand, almost, but like the rods will move to answer questions, right? Or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know exactly what they say. This is what they say. Yeah. Um, that the spirits can move the rods easily. You say cross for yes, separate for no, or vice versa. Um, and you go about your questions with the yes, no answers, or point in the direction of so and so. Tell point to where you are. Blah blah blah. And they just move, and it it's it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, do you guys do like protection prayers before going in and like leaving? Yes, one hundred percent. Very important, very important stuff. Whether you believe or not, might as well protect yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> Safe and sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Now, I brought up Ouija board a little while ago. What, what, do, what do you ladies think about that? I know on the show, we, me and Ray, Cindy Lou is kind of middle of the road, actually. I think she just said, No, I'm not giving me the Ouija board. I'm just to make us happy, she's middle of the road. <laughs> yeah, but now that, now that we're outnumbered, she's going to be Ouija board for life over here. She's got it. No, it. I don't think they Ouija either. But no. what, what do you let you think no, of the Ouija board? No, they don't mess with the Ouija, no. No way. Yeah. I'm not messing with that. Yeah, that was something that was introduced to me when I was a kid by my dad, but I'm just, I think I'm all set. <laughs> yeah, it's, me and Ray like to talk about how, like, uh, you're just kind of opening up a door. You're asking, like, anything. And a lot of, you know, it might not be what you want to come through, but it could be like uh, it, it just wants that attention and it wants that energy. So like whatever, so it's just like opening up the door in the darkness, and then whatever's kind of in there can move its way towards it. You know what I mean? Which right. Is, and you just I don't know, know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. just a kids board game, guys. It's just well, a kids board no, game. No, the hey, I went. Hey, I just have to say, I went to the house. Yeah. I went to the Isaac Morse house. That that. Uh, the the Murdoch Whitney House and the Isaac Morse Museum, where the first Ouija board was made, and I investigated there, and that is the first time I did the Estes method, and I ran out of that house. Hmm. Holy crap! Holy probably my favorite experience, you know, as frightening <laughs> as it was, but it was just mind-boggling. The you know the stuff we were getting, especially through the Estes method. The, so that was where the Ouija board was cr- like created. The very first Ouija like, board was made. You see, I get creeped out by that, you know, and I do feel that the Ouija board being in Walmart is Illuminati, not cards. You know what I mean? I definitely <laughs> think there's some devil, there's some like satanic worship going on on that. Um, but uh, yeah, where it was made, I can only imagine. I can only imagine where it was made. There was probably like. Some definitely Satanus worship going on. Well, but you don't have to imagine. We're going to bring you there. <laughs> that was made locally, huh? Yeah, and uh, Winchenden. Oh, oh Winchenden, that's it. Yeah, Winchenden. Uh, but but to tell you the truth, the story of the Ouija board had nothing to do with what we got as evidence that night. Hmm. No. Had nothing to do with it. It was all about um, a, a man who killed himself. His name was Alan. And that I have a conversation with Alan that I didn't know I was having at the time, but watching the video back, it was crazy. Was he like the main person at at, the, at that spot? Yeah, and then there was a soldier that um, paced back and forth at the top of the stairs. Mm. Um, and it but Alan was a very, very large presence in that house. But there was an angry man there, too. I don't know who that was. That was I think who chased us out. I don't think Alan yeah. was chasing us out. I don't, no. Did Alan talk? Did he tell you his story? Did he get into, like, what happened? Angela, you can speak to this because I, I really wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, so we were... The house at one point was a boarding house i believe or um so alan rented this particular room we were in um and you know we started asking some questions and he was i say he through shannon (laughs) um (laughs) really um 
quite almost frantic. Um, you know, very upset, very regretful, feeling very sad about what he had done. And we found out that he was involved in a vehicular homicide. Um, and essentially just couldn't handle it and took his own life in the room. Um, so we asked how, and we got back gun. We asked when, and we got a year. Um, now, mind you, we didn't know any of this information going in. We got all, we, we confirmed all of this information after the fact. And I think that is what I just found to be so cool is that we were able to get this full story going in blind. We didn't know any of this, but we got this full story. We even got information like that he had a sibling and then we, we were able to see a picture of him after the fact. And yeah. Um, huh. yeah, it was. I think that was probably the first real notable experience that we had as a team. Yes. And then I got punched in the throat. Yeah. Punched in the throat. <laughs> Twice. You guys yeah. get, I mean, when you have an intimate talk with these people, you know what I mean? When they get inside you, it's like, it's more, it's almost more impactful than just talking to a regular person right there in the physical with you. You know what I mean? If you're, you're feeling their, you're actually feeling their sadness. You know what I mean? Like you're feeling yeah. that whole energy. I'll tell you, I, I was drained. I was drained as anything. I couldn't even function. Yeah. I had to sit down. I had to move. It was draining. Yeah. It's very dark. I know that Ray had a story once that was, he he, he was talking to somebody about the, the, who, the, you were talking with a family uh, of a kid, a kid who committed suicide. And like, oh, yeah. he came through and it was like, uh, it was almost like a positive deal. Cause I, re- I was raised like Christian and in our, like, everybody knows, like, and that, it's like, if you kill yourself off, it's bad news type deal, you go to hell, all that type of stuff. Yeah. And then when Ray, when, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when, well, there you go. And when Ray, when Ray told me the whole deal, like, that blew my mind, because I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I, I always heard others, but it was good to hear, I guess it's good to hear that there can, can be peace with that. But in the, when Alan's, unfortunately with Alan, you don't have the piece. I wonder why, Ray, would you have any idea why, what, like, the same act, I guess you can't say the same act, but, like, the same circumstances, so to speak, happened to two different people, and one might be stuck in, like, that frantic kind of miserable place, but one of them might be able to get to a better place? Do you know why, how that would be, or? I'm not sure, but what I would probably say is, like, in a lot of hauntings when people are stuck somewhere, yeah, the the violence of what happened and the trauma they went through, uh, they they can get locked into a place. That energy can lock them down. Now, mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. the the boy when he came through, he was reassuring to his family that he is okay and he was sorry for hurting them. Mm-hmm. So his whole attitude afterwards was com- was completely different. It was like a turnaround. It's it's almost like at the moment of death he was sorry, I think and I that was that. enough. And he came back to let them know he was sorry. 
I do not know in the details of the other suicide if it was traumatic, if it lingered, um, if there was a lot of trauma and, and attachments before that to drive it completely crazy. The suicide wouldn't have been a complete release. He'd still be trapped here in those things that were torturing him while he was alive. He was unable to escape in death. So he's still attached and uh, uh, trapped in this in this realm with us, cohabitating, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's heavy stuff for sure, you know what I mean? It is. It's, it's like some of the, you know, yeah, super dark, super dark stuff. Um, I've always that I've always thought that was really interesting, though that take on it. Because, uh, but I think maybe it's something like you talk about trauma and pain. You know, maybe if it was a quick, maybe like with the kid might have been quicker or something. So it kind of was that. But if with Alan or something, maybe if he shot himself, maybe he didn't quite die right away or something, and it was right. very painful and awful and. He was kind of going out in that type of state might be like the the shock and trauma and madness of like that could be something to kind of keep you too. You know what I mean? I think that's. Yeah. 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 And there there was some more people in the house as well. I know that me and Ray and Cindy Lou, we went to um, the Rutland prison camp. Was it? And Mm -hmm. the first building we went into, there was multiple spirits in there. One was of like a young girl, and then there was like a fatherly figure guy there, and then there was like some weird, real quiet guy in the back, and then there was like other people, like, and it was just a, it was like a big full house of like different personalities, and but like they were all there, and the girl, the girl came off with a vibe where like, um, I think that the fatherly figure guy was like kind of protecting her. And they were catching the vibe of, like, she didn't want to leave because, like, the life she knew before was, like, not that great. So, like, the fact that the fatherly figure dude cared about her to protect her within the ghostly realm, like, she was attracted to that love. You know what I mean? It was a... That was yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, you know? Yeah, I mean? the root cellar had a lot of busy stuff going on in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it with basements and cellars? <laughs> talk about, Ray's got a good thing with the basements and cellars because of the electricity. The electricity from the house is usually go. Is oh, oh yeah. And Interesting. He, he blew my mind apart again when he brought that up that day. I was like, boom, you got that right. <laughs> yeah. But it makes perfect sense, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you can add in the fact that uh, a lot of the older houses were built with stones. It's set into the earth. Mm-hmm. Depending upon what type of stone, stones are conductive, uh, not just limestone, but others are, such as crystals. So you have these old buildings with a history, and then you wire them up. And most circuit boards, back then fuses, all of that was in your basement. There's your center of electrical power, your energy right there in that basement. Stones, earth, it's just a perfect situation for it to come together and for a spirit to manifest yeah. All you gotta do, all you gotta do is live next to a river with that combination. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Add the water. Yeah. It's like my house. <laughs> it is Mine too. Rivers, rivers out back. Yeah. <laughs> I know when the the SS Salem, 
uh, Cindy felt um, something like hover b- around her feet that wasn't of this world. It was never alive. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did you ladies have an opinion on that one? We talked a little bit about like it maybe being, um, I think Ray got a vibe of it being a, like a, ch- a child, I think. Unborn well, child. Stillborn, Unborn stillborn child. Baby. Yeah. Which, That's what it was. Which yeah. feels good. Yeah. I think sometimes when we don't, like, I recognize um, that it had never been alive on this side before. And I just think naturally as humans, if we don't know something, we automatically assume it's bad or evil or a demon. And I want to call it a demon. Um, but more where we're describing where on the boat it was um, and the feelings that were around it, um, it makes sense um, uh, that it would be maybe a, a baby that was born stillborn. Mm. Mm, that's terrible. It's a reality. It happens, but it does. Don't make it any better, you know. We had an experience with the child on the Salem. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Cindy. I'm sorry. Oh no, I I was I was saying I was going to ask you because um I wasn't sure which location it was, but I remember you sharing with me children playing and the guy saying stop. And um, oh, that was the other house. And I. Uh, I really, really love that footage, and I and I says, "Wow, that's that that's something right there. Like it doesn't get more spooky than that." Oh my gosh, that was wild. So that what happened? Uh, we went to the Oliver Estate in Middleborough, Oliver House, Oliver Estate. Um, Christy Parrish, she's just—I have to just say that she is phenomenal, and she truly, with her whole heart, loves that house. And the former tenants of that house. Um, she's wonderful. Um, <laughs> we were investigating, and we all, with our own ears, heard children. And we actually, I, I know I thought, I thought Christy was in the kitchen area watching a movie, or, um, you know, her, her computer was running something or whatnot. And then all of a sudden, Christy comes in to the room that we were in. I believe we were in the dining room. Is that right, Angela? Yes. Um, and she says, did you guys hear that? I'm like, yeah, we heard some children playing. It sounded like children playing. She's like, that wasn't me. So, of course, our interest was piqued right there. And um, she caught a video of it. And it was children playing and almost like a father figure or a man saying, you know, I get frustrated, like, all right, stop, stop, stop. And then all of a sudden you just heard, stop, (laughs) like, for God's sake, stop. And it was, we all heard it with our own ears. It was insane. Yeah, we heard it. We have the video from Chrissy's um cameras and then i also have it somewhere on my audio Um, yeah the live audio that um angela uses the zoom is it zoom yeah the zoom audio where it um enhances the the audio incredibly you hear everything um and she heard it on that and has it recorded on that do you think that's you think that's just another ghost that's that's aggravated with other ghosts do you think that their deaths might have been linked like maybe he got so angry with them that he killed them or something. No, I just think it was like a father figure yelling at his kids to just quiet down and stop. 
Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> there really isn't a heavy no rest, um, Yeah. There really isn't a heavy feeling at the Oliver's Oliver House. Um no. there was there was treason, there was some bad things happening in that house, but um I'm sorry, like being a traitor, um information leaked to England and Ben Franklin putting letters in places and hiding stuff and shuffling information back and forth between countries. Um, but it really doesn't have that heavy, heavy feeling like, uh, like something bad really happened there. You know, like, you don't get scared. Yeah. So I, I truly think that there was, um, um, kind of like a residual energy and they were just the father or an, an, a, somebody was frustrated with the kids playing, just go in the other room. Do you think that, like, once you've passed over, that you could almost take on the age, any age that you were? Like, if you wanted to be seven, you could become seven. If you wanted to be 30, you could be 30 and fluctuate back and forth. Um, I personally, I like to believe that you go back to a time when you're the happiest. Okay. That That's how I think of it. I don't think that you hmm. get to choose where you go. Because God, I've lived my whole life all over again with the same people, you know, but I just think you go back to a time when you're happiest. I, I like to believe that anyway. I don't know, you know. Angela, you agree or? Yeah, you know, I think, I think also to, to the contrary with people like um, Alan, you know, he maybe just heightened emotion, you know, he yeah. was... Mm-hmm. He was at his worst, and you know, I hate to think that he's living out eternity in his worst. But if that put an impression on the universe, you know, maybe that's where he sticks. Do you think that? Um, I mean, there would definitely have to be an outweigh. Like two people, if one person doing it never believed in suicide being bad news, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they did it; it'd be way different than someone that knew or like in their heart felt that what they were doing was the ultimate sin, if you will. You know what I mean? So like that, the torment of them thinking, even though they're both doing the same thing and one of them would be able to, you know, transcend, so to speak, one would be held kept by his own like guilt of what he did. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. It's tricky. Yeah. Uh, do you think that like, you see, yeah, the age thing, I was wondering if, like, people would almost go younger because it's the less less intimidating, like, it's less threatening. If you see a kid walking down the hall, it's still creepy, but, it, you know, if you see a 50-year-old <laughs> dude walking down the hall, it's a little more creepy, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I think the opposite. I think we're seeing a kid really? walk down the hall is a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, well, it depends what their eyes look like, to tell you the truth. If they, it depends yeah. on their eyes, yeah, I guess. That's the big one for me. Um, but I don't know. There's something a little more playful. Like, whenever you hear about paranormal kids, they're usually in good spirits, having fun, laughing, kicking a ball around or whatever. You don't really yeah. hear too many horrifying stories of kids, you know what I mean? True. Very true. But... I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Have you guys seen that? The what is it? The Amityville horror picture of the kid at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, He's like yes. looking around the corner. Yeah, I don't like those eyes. Those are the eyes no, I don't like. No, that's yeah. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, it's creepy. I don't want to see those eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'd rather go for the 
a man a tall Abraham Lincoln or something like right? that. I'm fine with that all day long. It's no big. Yeah. Or like, you know, the, the old time clothing. The yeah. lady, lady so, old dress so. or something. I can deal with that too. That's not a big deal. <laughs> Whenever, like when it's period piece, it's less threatening for some reason. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. And the whole thing with like period pieces, like when the way we see all these people from back in the day, will there be somebody with an ET shirt walking around one day? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what are you gonna do? A period piece. Period piece. <laughs> That's what we call it period piece paranormal. There you go. PPP. That's how we do it. (laughs) Ray, what do you think about the age thing? You think you could, they would be able to go to a certain age? You know, I I do, I am hip to what Shannon said about the happy thing, where you were the most happiest. I think that's where you'd want to go. But I feel like you might be able to still, you know, shape shift is the wrong word to use, I think. But like, you'd be able to kind of almost be whatever you want to be. You know what I mean? What do you think? Like visit the time that you were yeah. wanted to go to. I would think that if you're if you're manifesting uh, with a purpose, not the situation where you're trapped necessarily, but then you quite often would, yeah, manifest at a point in your life where that was recognizable. You were healthy, you were happy, and everything was going well. I know that when doing mediumship, usually I'll I'll see them, call them in, and I'll I'll see them, and I'll look at them. And one of the first things I'll ask is, you know, how how old were you in your past? And if I don't get a verbal, sometimes I can almost like see them age. Oh, and then it's kind of like, and then I say how, and they may shrivel up, and I'm going, okay, you look about eight, my mind is going, you look about eighty years old, and you had cancer, and then the image goes away, and they're standing there healthy. I go, thank you. And then I tell the family. He looked like this, that, the other, you know, during his life, but he died about 80 years old. He died of cancer and he was, and they can, they can, they don't manifest on purpose, at least not during communication. Uh, Like if they were in an accident, the condition they were in the accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They come through. And if a spirit is in some place, whether you want to call it haunting or manifesting, they will probably choose to manifest something in a way they look similar to their death or at their best. Because hmm. they, they want to pre- present the way that they were, not necessarily the way that they died. Hmm. That makes perfect sense. But you see both sometimes, which is interesting. You see what? Both. Like you'll see them looking dead and you'll see them looking regular. You hear stories of. Oh, maybe those are, be- those have, uh, kind of manifesting is they want to play with your mind and scare you. They want your energy. They want to manipulate. Yeah. No, I think you're right about the energy one, the one that energy for sure. That's definitely an important thing. Very valuable stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, is there is there any place you ladies would never go if somebody said, hey, let's go here? You would be like, mm, let's not do that. Let's maybe not do that one. No? Um... I can't say that I wouldn't go anywhere. Nothing turned you on like if there was a a shack. Um, talk, time woods. out. I got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause some reason, yeah. the Conjuring House scares the hell out of me. Yeah, it won't let um, me near there. I try to keep Donna going. Wants, <laughs> Donna wants me to go. 
Everybody wants me to go. Kim wants Kim, Lydia, Joanne, everybody wants to go to this conjuring house yeah. and they want to stay overnight. I say, you're out of your mind. But, um, I, I have agreed to go. I just don't know when. <laughs> In the realm of attention and energy and being attracted to things. Do you think that when, when Hollywood makes movies like the conjuring, you think that that's I, feeding, feeding into any bad energy? I think absolutely. Yeah. I think 100%. Absolutely. Because, We'll take that movie specifically. <clears throat> it looked nothing like the house. Mm. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren um, spent a lot of time and a lot of energy figuring that house out. And I think what Hollywood did to it was not authentic. Um, but of course, again, we're talking about Hollywood and making money and actors and movie sets and props and everything else but with the respect to the paranormal and the respect to all the work that they put into finding out what happened in that house and the time that they spent with the family in that house and even after the fact um i think it deserves a certain level of respect and i don't think hollywood did that do you think that like um i almost feel like it would almost give it more power what do you think of it giving the, and it, like when you said you were kind of scared to go there, I know a lot of scary stuff happened there, but I almost wonder if like knowing that, because I do think that, that the, the draw knew the energy and attention is like what they, a lot of, when they make contact is what they're going for. So it's almost like when they're getting all that attention for a big movie and everybody's afraid of the conjuring house, even though they're not there, it's in their head they're afraid of this thing it's almost like giving power me and ray have talked about on like uh like manifesting through belief like if you Mm -hmm. really if you start to believe there's this certain entity out to get you like that your belief in it being real would almost start to make it being real so like in the same sense of that i'm very curious curious of like the attention brawn brought to like the actual energy of the house because of everybody talking about it. Yeah. You know, every, like everybody's going to see the movie and they're, they're afraid it's sucking in their fear, but that fear that it's sucking out of them could be going into the actual energy because it's real. You know what I mean? What's Almost like feeding that? it. Yeah. Like feeding oh. it. What's your take yeah. on something like that? Yeah, I suppose. Um, you never know, but it's, it's not probably not unheard of. Um, <clears throat> I feel like a place like that would pull in, continue to pull in energy too. It would like it would get so big that it would just become like a glowing hub. Like if you were bad energy, you could see it from you know forever, for, sure. like, forever, yeah. and you would and be attracted to it. You know what I mean? We're finding portals in these places too, real real hot spots, and, and there could be a portal in there. Yeah. Um. That's bringing it in. I know FK Pierce at the bottom of the stairs, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, there's a portal there. One one hundred percent. You can like stand in the spot and it moves you. Um. I st- I stood in the spot and and uh. It was like I was supercharged, uh, with my ability and I picked up on Kim's um one of my great uh one of my favorite OPP members Kim um <laughs> her former boss um. I saw this old man standing in front of me with a, a, you know, older gentleman with a bow tie. 
Uh, and he was definitely uh, connected to Kim, but it, it didn't happen until I stepped in that spot. And then all of a sudden I felt like it was a conductor. So I'm curious to know um, about the, the conjuring house, if, if they find any spots where there's any sort of uh, portal there that's, you know, either sucking in or, or pushing out energy. Um, Cause I definitely think that there are places that we wouldn't expect them to be. And they are right under our nose. It's gotta be, I'd say, I mean, it can't just be the, the belongings, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. I tried to go to the Conjuring House many, many times, and I just have great spirit guides, or uh, the universe really takes care of me. It just, whatever <laughs> happens, I get redirected, and I'm not able to get there. So I guess when the time is right, the universe will allow it. But as of right now, just I, I try to get to, I, I try to go every single time, and I just, one thing or another um, prevents me from getting there. So it just it lets me know that. Maybe there. I haven't been scared in a really long time, so uh, the idea of getting scared kind of is a little bit thrilling. Um, and so it's got my curious curiosity, uh, but definitely I feel like uh, the powers that be are preventing me from going. There's probably good reasons. I agree. It's a hub. It's definitely probably one of the biggest hubs in our area for like paranormal deals. No and evidence. Known, yeah, known paranormal. Yeah. Evidence, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, what I'm going to add to that, you you were just bringing it up as being a paranormal hub. And for years now, they've had that open for investigations through several different owners. So in a place that potentially has a portal or has activity to begin with. Now, on a continual basis, particularly after the movie, and the, the idea that people have what it is like and there's yeah. something there. And people are geared up. They're pouring their emotions and thoughts into that energy and then they're actually going there and pouring that energy out into the place and it's sucking it up and it's going back and continually all of these people are reinforcing kind of like a thought manifestation and one variation of a thought manifestation is a poltergeist and once it's formed it can take a life a life of its own you've got enough people and energy going through that place that whatever was there to start can just be blowing up and they've added yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm. The uh with the Warrens, we brought the Warrens up, you know, they're kind of like one of the most famous paranormal crusaders that we've kind of had, you know, when you're That's like, a great word for them. You know yeah. what I mean? When you're when you are that and you cross over, do you think that you kind of have like almost a target on your back in the spiritual <laughs> world or do you think that they're kind of protected? <laughs> It's an interesting question. Um, I I would like to think that they are protected. I would like to think that. Angela, what do you think over there? I'd like to think so. Yeah. I mean, if they were doing God's work, so to speak, I know God always comes up when when they're fighting things like that and stuff like that. So it's yeah. like if they were doing that work, then you would assume that they would be protected, you know what I mean? To a degree, for them not to be protected would be kind of, they need the union for sure. That'd be a bogus <laughs> deal because uh, that's troublesome, you know what I mean? Right. They got a lot, they'd have a lot of people, things trying to get them, I'm sure. It's scary. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's a wild ride. Ray, what do you pretty... think about that? They protected. I don't feel protected, right? You, I'm, you scared me for a second there. <laughs> Just to the Actually, 
I was going to say, actually, I share something with the Warrens. I bought my funeral plot, and it's in a haunted cemetery, just like they're buried. Yeah, Nick Cage, too. What do you guys think? What, what you, you believers in going into the ground, or are you cremating people? You thinking? I don't really care. Tell you the truth, I don't. It's I'm not in my body anymore. I don't care what happens to it. Honestly, Lori can do whatever she wants with it. I, don't care. I feel you. The rotting thing's upsetting. That's the most up. What happens to your body is probably the most upsetting part about death. I feel. Yeah. But you go back to the earth, right? That's what they say. You go back to the earth. But I'm going to get crushed into a diamond. I don't know what all you are talking about. I'm going to get crushed into a diamond. You already are a diamond. (laughs) Ray is going to get... No, no, no. Um, I would like to be donated to science. Really? That's tricky. That's tricky behavior. Yeah. But, like, you know, if I'm not using my body anymore, you know, might as well learn something. Yeah. They're like, well, I have questions. Head with a sledgehammer and see what it looks like. We'll see how many <laughs> whacks it takes before. We'll see you know, how how fast this car has to be going to completely cremate her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a book if you haven't read it called um, "Stiff" by yeah. Mary Roach. And she goes into all these different ways that you can donate your body to science. And if you do not want to be a test dummy, you can specifically donate it to <laughs> wherever you would like to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would. I don't think I would want to be a, a forensic test dummy. Or yeah. No, uh, no, no waiting around to see how long it takes for the beetles to devour you or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that one just freaks me out. So <laughs> I'm going to bounce on that one. <laughs> yeah, swamp. That's no good. That's awful. Jeepers, creepers. I think I go for the pigs. Yeah, the pigs. That's awful. No. Go through bone like butter. To go cremation. Ray's going to have a uh, tree put on his chest. I support that. Oh, they, they, have those, they have those burial pods that turn into trees. Yes. Yeah. I like that idea. I've been leaning more towards that. We'll see. Maybe I'll get half cremated and half half uh, burial pods. Just <laughs> my head. Look at my head. They can grow a tree out of my mouth or something. Oh, God. <laughs> that visual is great. Yeah. Oh, that's a new logo for the show. I'm an artist. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a crazy deal. So, what do you guys think happens when you die? What's your take? I want to answer from both of y'all. The big question from at this point where we're at, we're sitting right now, opinions on death. What are we, what are we looking at? I like to believe that our body, we are released from our body, mm-hmm. but it seems that, you know, all the time and energy that has been put into us as a being a spiritual being um would be a waste to just be done um so what the answer as to where we go i'm not quite sure but i do believe we go somewhere and go on i have a sort of the same belief as angela um i don't think that all the energy that we carry through our lives it can't just stop. I mean, I don't understand. Science says energy just 
keeps going. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you can just on off switch, but you just, all of that, it just doesn't stop. I like to believe there is another realm. There's another place. There's um, that age old, somebody's there waiting for you on the other side. Oh, I pray to God that that is the way it is. Yeah. But I don't think energy can just stop that 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 quickly mm-hmm. and just be done. I agree. With, with that. I agree with that. It's like once you become energy, I'm curious of like if you keep memory, like if you're just the vibe type, or if you keep memory, you know, keep. Um, yeah, why wouldn't you? That's my. Stuff. Huh? Why wouldn't you keep the memory? Because the energy, the memory is made from the energy the memory i feel like the memory would you would want to like like loved ones like if you were just going it's all it all depends on kind of the deal like i think it's all like there's a positive energy negative energy type deal and then you return to that but like it's weird because like you take different religions like the christian religion before like they have this weird thing like when you when you like you get married but then when you die, you're not married anymore. It's like a weird break. You know what I mean? It's like, well, why wouldn't you just, if it's, if, if, if it is what it is, why don't you just intertwine forever type deal? Cause I almost feel like that's what the energy is. It's just everybody kind of go intertwining again. You know that I mean? brings up the question of soulmates to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's interesting. It all goes deeper. I definitely think there's a different place. I think, It'd be very weird for it to go all with for when you die to go all black. That'd be kind of right. very weird. People would yeah. say that it, that's just humanity having an ego. That's what people like to say. Is well, why do you think you're so special that it, <laughs> it has to go on type deal? But it's like I agree with you. It's like, and it's your person, like your personality. It's like what that's your soul. I feel like what makes you different than the next person. You're all flesh, right. but like your opinions and the way you do things is kind of what makes you you. And like that, I think that goes somewhere. You know, we were talking recently, it's kind of like in the Predator movie when they see the Predator and it's not fully formed, it's like blurred lines. It's almost mm-hmm. like that. Like, I think that's like the spiritual deal where like your flesh leaves. And you transition? Just, yeah, you, you transition. You're just like in this like, and then it's energy, you know, I think it's an energy deal. But it's like I said, no one will ever know to we're there. It's a crazy deal. But we can get tips from the other side. Well, Ray knows, but... <laughs> Uh, what, what I was going to say is in some sometimes when people are doubters, yeah. uh, depending upon their experience, uh, it doesn't make much sense to doubt. If you're exploring and you're doing paranormal work and you've done it for a period of time and you start getting solid class A EVPs, you see things, you're getting messages, maybe you're channeling yourself, all this is coming. It's coming from somewhere. It's these these spirits and these people that are continuing on in the other side. If you go to a medium, and it's a good one, where you don't give them information, and they give you a ton of information about this person and what went on and this and that, and maybe even uh, give you a little something that you forgot and find out later. It's like, oh, and so where did they get it if they've never met you before? They got it from that person who continued on. So the ability, we continue on, and some may choose to turn around and communicate with us and help us like a family member, give us a little encouragement before they continue. 
and they can manifest back and do that do that uh, more when we need them. Because in that greater whole that's beyond this this life, it's all connected. And you need some help, just call them. They'll show up. I love that. Oh, yeah. I love that sentiment. Yep. I so, love it. So what's up next for OPP? Where are y'all headed next? Well, um, we're going back to SK Pierce. Uh, but before that, we uh, Donna, who is a teacher in a local town, um, has some friends that uh, want to go on a on a ghost hunt, and um, I have agreed to bring them um, and kind of walk them through it, and Donna as well. Uh, we're going to Hartsuff Hall. We're going back there uh, next Friday, actually. And then we are also going back to the Oliver House in June. Um, but SK Pierce is in May. We try to do one a month. I mean, it's very expensive to do these things because being a group of eight women, we want to go spend the weekend somewhere in a hot tub and talk yeah. about it afterwards for the day. <laughs> <laughs> So it becomes expensive, but that's okay. You only live once, right? Or twice. True. Equipment gets expensive too. <laughs> oh, equipment. Let's talk about equipment. Let's talk about equipment for a bit. Oh. Yeah. What's your favorite yeah. pieces? Mine? Yeah. Um, my favorite piece to use mm-hmm. has to be the Estes method because I'm good at it. My favorite one to actually use to visually see something is the SLS camera, which we got in Hartsuff Hall down in the basement. We got amazing SLS evidence, but even more amazing evidence upstairs in the attic. Right, Cindy? Oh, my goodness. Ray walked out, and we go up to the attic, and (laughs) wow. I, I don't I don't think I've ever that was the most profound group experience I've ever had where um for me at the house was kind of quiet you know the different levels I know you guys had different experiences on different levels but for me the house is a bit quiet uh and then when we hit that attic um yeah, which was really yeah. cool anyway cuz what's cooler than odd fellows regalia everywhere in a big old coffin <laughs> in the middle of the room like it doesn't get cooler than that and uh, and we're all standing around, and um, it was cold. Um, and uh, and then, like I said, Shannon has such a repertoire with these spirits, and uh, and they trust her. And uh, and then the next thing you know, uh, we're here. She, they're doing uh, the shave and a haircut knock, and uh, the the cat ball lights are going up. And 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 for a moment, I sat there and I was like, wait a minute, what's that smell? And the next thing you know. Uh, there is that smell where I thought we were possibly on fire. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was such. And, and when the people around you, when there's eight of us, and, and and everyone is having that same experience, it just validates the moment. Yeah. And it wasn't just it wasn't just me doing the talking. Kim was doing the talking. Donna was mm-hmm. Angela, Joanne. They were all just saying, "Can you do this for us? Can you do that?" And they did it. And it was it was a childlike feeling um only because they were just playing they were playing with us and we were playing back with them even with the music box it was just like it was total interaction 
100%. Oh, what were we saying? It was, uh, what, what, what were you saying over and over again? Oh. <laughs> what was it? Oh. What, what? All the things. Do all, all the things. All the things. And it would go right off. And, and it wasn't <laughs> one or two times. It was multiple times. We were going all the things, and we were getting a reaction uh, from the spirits. It was it was incredible. It was it was a surreal moment where uh, we were here doing, uh, you know, this is this is real. Uh, this is not um, this is not on TV. This is not theatrics that they're trying to make a dollar with the movie. This is real, and these are real experiences that we're having. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, and it, and you can't help at the in the moment. You cannot help to just get so excited. Like, oh, my God, we got it. And it was just mm-hmm. like, it, it's validating, like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, a, it's evidence. It's proof. It's, I, we got that. Yeah. Bring on the skeptics. Come on. <laughs> Bring them on. Come with me. And Angela, what about you? Do you have a favorite piece of uh, equipment? I know you like Shannon. to be a record. Audio. What'd you say? Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that is the first time I was ever referred to as a piece of equipment. Thank you very much. Not the last. Um, it won't be. <laughs> um, I really like the um, REM pod. Um, that one just feels really nice and validating in the moment. It it is it is all about validation in what we're doing. Um, so whatever you can get that feeling quick, whether it's dowsing rods that are making sense. Like, you know, when we were at, um, drawing a blank, my brain's dead now. Um, <laughs> the last place we were at when Cindy, when our, our rods were like mimicking. Oh, identical at the Emory estate. We're up in that yeah. room and. How cool is it that both of us have rods and they're in identical uh, positions? It was, it was yeah. incredible. It's just like, you know, some of this stuff, it just doesn't make sense. So when you have these pieces of evidence, as silly as it might be, is having two rods facing in the same direction, it just validates something else is going on and it just feels good. So, mm-hmm. Proven right, you know what I mean? There's yeah, sayers so out there that when you get the evidence, it's like, yeah, yeah, and that's what I want to try next. Um, next time we go somewhere, the spirit talkers. I want to use dueling spirit talkers. See if they say the same things. Um, at the same time, I, I just think, why wouldn't they? If they hear, if it's working, why wouldn't they be saying something either the same or similar? Yeah, I think putting the apps to a test is a is a really great idea. Yes. Uh, we met that gentleman. I don't recall his name the first time at Emory House, and he was explaining, you know, the difference with iPod, uh, iPad, uh, iPhone. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know, and the different sensors that are in these devices and stuff. So I think one of the best things that we can do is put these apps that are charging people, you know, money and yeah. and and trying to make a buck off. We 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 should uh, you know put them to the test. I'd love to to be a part of that. Hundred yeah, percent agree with that. Hundred percent, because a lot of these apps are, are built on al- algorithms, yeah. and it's it's just not fair. If they don't work, they don't work. You know, when you're getting dousing rods doing the same thing, there's no there's 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 no algorithm moving those. When you get um, electronics doing things like shaving a haircut, there's nothing that is even near it 
that it, that is a conductor of electricity in the space that needs to be to make that REM pod beep or the heat sensor go up or yes, they should be tested 100%. Yep. Going with that, the app thing, it's like, uh, you know, so many, it, it is such a business, you know, there must be a real thin line between like, you, with, there, with there being so, like a professional marketing strategy, almost like, for you know, if you were a company, you released okay, Ghost Box, like, yeah. and, and it was fake, completely fake. And every, like, you know, every couple buttons, it would go, hello, hello, or something like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. It doesn't have to be real. Like, there's, there's almost like a weird line you would have to figure out, which seems like a job in itself to figure out what the actual good products are, as opposed to like just like almost kid stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of those products, um, people will be led by those. Yeah. Like they go down a road, like oh, it just said blue. I have a blue shirt on. They must, they must see me. You know, they're led by those apps that they have ten thousand word database. Anything could be said, and it's going to relate to something. Where you're do you're using it for a paranormal experience, so of course it's going to be paranormal words, yeah. and then everyday words that are just thrown in there to make it human. Right, and it's just. I don't know what works and what doesn't work. I don't know. Yeah. I remember there was some like a Panasonic. There was like the one to get. It was yeah. from like the 80s or something like that. The, like, the D60 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. For whatever reason, like the frequency or something like it would actually pick. It would pick well, up. there was a defect. <laughs> Excuse me. There was a defect in the making of that. Yeah. Um, it recorded at a higher frequency than a normal frequency. It heard things that the human ear didn't hear. So it recorded that. That's why DR60, I think it is. Um, that's what made it popular because it was actually a mistake in the engineering of it that recorded a different frequency. And that's why everybody was using it. Frequencies are always interesting because, like, it's the little things. I remember I, I had a theory that, like, there's a there's almost a hum that you get used to, you mm-hmm. know, they say that you, they say that you only use a certain amount of your brain, you know what I mean? And I, and it's, I feel like it, if you use your whole brain, you could almost be dangerous to the right people or the wrong people. Yep. And it's almost like those people would, I almost feel like they, it wouldn't be out of the question for them to release a hum or something that kind of <laughs> stifles your brain a little bit. Like now we're getting really crazy. This will have to wrap yeah. up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> It's uh, it's definitely interesting stuff. The frequency thing is interesting too because I've heard like musicians talk about, like I heard Marilyn Manson once talk about. There's a certain frequency that you can do in the music that like it, people react to it very differently than just your typical music level. Where they say people that you can manipulate people with this frequency. Ray, you got some stuff to go with that? I seen you shaking your head. They, he's they a smart did, dude. Everybody knows that. I let him be the brains. They, they uh, you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> we're all in trouble. Yeah. No, that they, they have done uh, tests on people and subjected them to different frequencies and get. It's partially subjective because you have to ask how you feel. Some of some of it's observed. They observed them to see if they got jittery or 
some people wanted to quit it early, but they did find different frequencies can affect you. It affects your mood. It can physically affect you severely. Yeah. And that has been used in not only uh, songs, it's been used in films. Certain frequencies you can put in the film if you want to freak someone out in the background. <laughs> they, won't even, they won't even hear it, but they'll feel it and they'll feel uncomfortable just before that big scene. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, this is stuff that they've been studying uh, for years and for them to modify and use it, whoever they may happen to be. Oh, definitely. You know, like a dog ear, like the dog whistle. You know, we can't hear it, but the dogs can hear it. And, then, you know, with the cats, you know, whenever you see the cat just staring in the corner of the room for no reason. Yeah, that, that freaks me out, Matt. Those, yeah, their yeah. eyes. I guess the way their <laughs> eyes are, they're more night vision-y or something. So they can catch the lights different, like the light beams different or something. Very weird stuff, yeah. I want a cat eye now. Boom, right there. That'd be nice. Be good luck. Well, hey, this is a good episode, y'all. This is a good yeah. episode. Yeah. Love to have you back. Um, I would love to come back. Would love to have y'all back. This is good times. You can come back as often as Cindy Lou. Cindy Lou's been here like 30 times. <laughs> uh, where can people check? We have so much guys? to talk about. Yeah, well, it always we it grows every time. You know, next, next, every yeah. outing, there's so much more to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Facebook, you guys all over the social medias? We are. We have um, Facebook and Other People's Paranormal, OPP. <clears throat> Excuse me. Instagram, the same, Other People's Paranormal, OPP. Uh, we do have a website, um, otherpeopleparanormalopp.com. Um, we do, uh, I do want to say that we get all of our, well, I get all of my equipment, um, mostly through ghostop.com. There is a UK company that has tried to take me for about $700 and I just got that back. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're all over social media. We try to post um, as much as we can. We all have full-time jobs during the day and yeah. or moms or jobs, whatever life happens. Right. But, um, but we tried, we try to post up and put our evidence so other people can see it and, Cindy's been a fantastic advocate for us. Oh, yeah. um, I am so glad, Cindy. I have to say this on the air. I am so glad and so grateful for you that Aww. we met you, and um, we love having you. And your soul is kind, and it's appreciated. Oh yeah. Thank you. I love you guys. I I I I didn't know. Uh, where my journey was going to take me as far as the spiritual steps that I've taken over the last few years and, and the, and the personal growth that I have. And, and to me, a team where I adore every single one of you. And, and, and I'm so glad that you brought in that everybody does their part because it's so harmonious. Um, when, when you guys are going in, into these spots and it's just really nice uh, to find people to share these moments with that are so special. So I love you guys and I'm, I'm really excited for the future and, and where we're going to go and, uh, we're just getting started. We're just in Massachusetts. We haven't even got outside the lines yet. So I'm <laughs> really excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. I love it. We'll go check out those places for them. You know what I mean? And uh, they'll be check for them back on the show soon. 
and check out those social medias and check out more Mostly Ghostly wherever you listen to Mostly Ghostly. Check out the Mostly Ghostly Facebook page. And if you like to support financially, check out the Boombastic Streaming <laughs> Patreon page. Beautiful. And uh, we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. <laughs> This show is a part of the Boombastic Media Network. If you enjoyed it, check out other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to watch and support the cause a little deeper, check out our Patreon page at Boombastic Streaming. That's Boombastic with two O's at Patreon.com for uncut videos of past and present from podcasts as well as early access and all types of Boombastic goodies. Our podcasts and films all in one place. Plug in. We appreciate you and your support.